Welcome to Champagne Problems. We are your hosts, Robbie Shaw and Patrick Balsley. Thank you for joining us on this journey as we explore our mental health, well-being, performance, and longevity, and how our relationships with alcohol can influence each. No shame, no labeling, no judgment, just curiosity. Welcome back, lovely listeners. We have a really cool episode for you today. We will be speaking with Taylor O'Neill, CEO of Richards Rainwater, the first and only FDA-approved distributor of rainwater for consumption. Richards began down in Austin, Texas, and has since expanded all over the country, being sold through retailers like Whole Foods, Sprouts, and the like. From what we understand and what we'll learn about today, Richards Rainwater is the cleanest and healthiest water that we have access to. This will be a cool one. Let's go to Taylor. Taylor O'Neill, welcome to Champagne Problems. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man, we're happy to have you. So uh, give us a little background on Richard's Rainwater and uh, and tell us what you guys are about and, and how, you know, everything y'all are doing is related to the uh, non-alcoholic beverage movement, man. Sure. We've got a little bit of an interesting story um, relative to to most startups because our company's actually been around technically since 2002 and our founder's journey with harvesting rainwater started in 1994. Um, he moved to Hill Country, Texas, and he was disgusted by the hardness of the well water and the, the chlorine and contamination of city water. And so he built a home rainwater harvesting system and ran his entire house for his wife and himself um, on rainwater. And then the neighbors started coming over and noticing that the water tasted better and the dishes were cleaner and just asking him questions about what he had done and how he had done it. They started asking him to install those same systems in, in their homes. He did that for 20 years. Um, and Richard and his wife, Susie, are uh, pretty stereotypically hippies and, and do things that you might expect the first yeah. people in the country that harvested rainwater for any kind of application uh, might be like um, and one day he got to thinking like why can't I bottle this why can't I bring this to more people um, in more places why can't I travel with it on job sites easier why can't I buy this in in places and um, started the process of working with the TCQ to get the first rainwater harvesting bottling permit in the country it took him four years to get the first application approved and then uh, after spending four years uh, doing that uh, he did the opposite of what most business people might do, but the exact thing that most hippies would do, which is he basically spent more time caring about harvesting rainwater and working with people that sort of shared his ethos of the world and his fondness for, for cleaner water. Um, they were some of the coolest people in Austin, a lot of really awesome hospitality venues that um, folks that are listening to the show who've been to Austin have probably stayed yeah. at or, or eaten at, but not very many people. Um and then in 2017, uh, myself and a couple investors got involved as Richard and his wife were ready to retire. They were 70 years old and working only three days a week with three employees, but even that was getting to be more than they wanted to do. Um, so um, our largest investor bought the land that their hand-built bottling facility was was on, and um, we committed to giving a, a, it a shot to to take their concept and, and, and expand it. Um, well beyond the the Austin market and 
and we've done that. So we harvest rainwater at uh, two facilities now. They're both breweries. We've got several more on the way, and we're um, hoping to build a decentralized network of rainwater harvesting sites spread across the country so we can move the water the least possible distance from where we capture it and bottle it to where the consumer drinks it. Yeah. And um, how does it relate to sort of the movement away from alcohol? Yeah. Um, man, we we sell a lot of our sparkling water and ranch waters with alcohol, but we sell an awful lot of those bottles to folks that are looking for a clean taste, um, something they can enjoy that has some bubbles, um, you know, that has no alcohol in it. And some people make real fancy mocktails and, um, you know, add fruit and, and herbs and things like that into, into the bottle. But um, other folks just drink the plain water. Folks always say that that the water just tastes different. It's cleaner. It's a little sweet. Um, and the bubbles last 24 hours after you open the bottle. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so, so um, we think it's a great alternative. We think folks in the country need to drink more water and we're trying to make the water taste as good as possible. So that's as enjoyable as an experience as it can be. And um, luckily for us, we, we seem to be getting that feedback very consistently from, from people. So it's um, it's a big part of our mission to provide great beverages that are actually clean and actually healthy to people who are trying to clean up their life and, um, you know, help their body function at, at its optimal level. Yeah. So give me a, give me a little background on the, on the process and, and, and how, like what kind of makes the value of being attached to a brewery? Like how did that kind of come about? Sure. So the process is pretty interesting, um, but, but in many ways, very simple. So the, the water cycle works the way that you learned about it in fifth grade. It's all the water that exists on this planet goes through that cycle and it has gone through that cycle since the beginning of time. So we're just reusing and regenerating the same water over and over again, right? And and a rain event is actually a cleansing event in the atmosphere. So the most important part of our process is we have a sensor that figures out when it starts raining and that first bit of the rain event uh, flows through the natural storm water management system at the location where we're collecting rain. And then after that, uh, after a certain period of time, uh, there's a, a valve that turns automatically and the water ends up straight into our collection tank. From there, we have invented, um, designed really a um, proprietary treatment system that's uh, just a sequence of filters that it, it is zero waste from a water perspective. And we don't use any chlorine in our treatment process. So the, the finishing sort of touches ozone, which is just O3, it's just oxygen, mm -hmm. um, but it acts as a natural disinfectant. And so the benefit of what we're doing is um, you can think of it sort of like the solar power of water. It's um, harvesting the rain at its cleanest point in the process, using as much of it as can possibly be used and using it in a renewable way where um, we're actually additive to the amount of, of clean water that, that that same raindrop would have created had it sort of went on its way into the retention pond or down the stormwater management system. So it's, um, it's quite interesting in a world where, um, you know, weather patterns are changing. Water is uh, increasingly uh, hard to get in certain areas and it's increasingly contaminated, um, yeah. particularly when it hits the ground. So it, it naturally produces more water and it produces cleaner water um, than, than other types of processes. 
Um, why breweries? Uh, we think we can do it at, at all different types of bottling locations, but the concept is capture the rain straight at the place where they have the equipment to turn it into um, our products so that it, it doesn't have to move. Um, and uh, we help them make their facility more economically sustainable, more environmentally sustainable. And, um, you know, it's been a pretty good thing for us. We've found that the brewery folks are great partners because they, they very often share um, a sort of a culture of creativity and uh, um, community that, that this concept is naturally um, built for. Um, but we, we do think we'll end up talking to all different types of bottlers over the next se several years. And, you know, the important part is how much does it rain? How frequently does it rain? And how big is the area that we're able to collect the rain? Um, because the amount of water that we collect is actually just a math formula. Um, yeah. so yeah, every time it rains an inch, we get about 550 gallons of really clean water, um, per every 1000 square feet of area that we're harvesting the rain um on so that's a lot of numbers but at the end of the day yeah, it's, no, it's actually makes, quite quite simple yeah that makes a lot of sense how what are the health benefits of rain you know rainwater compared to just you know like the normal water that we have access to yeah it's um it it, it comes down to the purity and and just what what's not in there um yeah. and so um, our water is extremely clean and therefore your body can use it in the cleansing uh, process that it naturally goes goes through um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And, uh, you know, we're not filling you with um, chlorine or other types of contaminants that are increasingly found in, in drinking water and sparkling water on the shelf. Um, so I think that's the main benefit is we like to say drink water for, for what's not in it, eat a healthy diet and get your organic minerals that way. And, uh, if you can combine, you know, a well hydrated, um, body with a, with a healthy body from a food perspective, you're going to be in the optimal place in terms of health and wellness. Tell me a little bit more about, about how you got involved in this and what was kind of the pull towards this. And and also, and this is kind of two separate questions, but I don't, I don't want to plug any of your competitors, but are you guys the only ones doing this? I mean, is this like something that you can kind of patent and it's like, hey, we're going to, we, we're the only ones that are allowed to use the rain. Like, how does that, you know, how, how are you guys pulling this off? So, um, in terms of how I got involved, um, prior to Richard's, I'd, I'm a recovering finance nerd, so I've spent most of my life in investing in some form or fashion, either as an yeah. investment banker, as an investment professional at at corporations or or investment firms. Um, and I uh, had worked for uh, today still our largest shareholder, um, whose name is Steve Kuhn, at one of those investment shops, and he'd retired to focus on charity work and playing pickleball and investing right. his own money, and and I'd linked up with them to help him do some of that work. And um, one of the one of the causes that he's given a lot of money to is uh, clean water, primarily in Africa, but really all over the, the world. And so uh, when we heard about Richard and Susie, we had uh, no understanding of a consumer packaged good company or what had to happen. But um, we were very drawn to the idea of making water cleaner and making it more available and doing it in a way that was uh, productive for the community and productive for 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 
the partnerships that we've built. Um, and then in terms of uh, competitors and and how it works, um, Richard has helped uh, a small company here in Austin years ago get up and running, and and they've they're they're doing something similar to us on a on a smaller scale. Um, but we're in the process. We've recently gotten four more state approvals. Um, we have a approval in the state of Texas, in Mississippi, and in Louisiana. And then um, we're we're in the process of systematically going to the rest of the states in the country and and explaining this concept and uh getting their buy-in so so moving along sort of the scalability and the introduction to this concept uh from a regulatory perspective um and and in terms of you know competitors or other people or patents um in in many ways what we hope we're going to do here is is just be a leading consumer facing example of a common sense solution yeah. And so um we're 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 hoping that uh our success will lead to more rainwater harvesting and lots of different concepts for um for really positive reasons. And, and so um, you know, the Tesla building here in Austin was built and harvested, I think 25% of their rainwater from from that facility. There's a climate pledge arena in um, Washington State is a, a hockey arena that has made significant investments in sustainability. They harvest rainwater and use it for their ice. We think uh, potable rainwater is is a huge benefit, but um, rainwater harvesting is one of the only ways to take that uh, natural cycle, the the water cycle, and make it more efficient and better uh, better able to be used for for people across a all the different reasons why water is important. So um, I think that the more success that we have, hopefully it will lead to more adoption of the concept. And, um, you know, that's typically what happens with good ideas. Yeah. I was thinking this could, this, yeah, this could be scalable on a, on a more kind of humanity level to do a lot of good and bring clean water to a lot of places, you know, that might, that might not have it if you guys can get the technology going. Exactly. So um, it's used in, um, you know, places like islands every day, all day yeah. on in yeah. every home already. So it, it's a it's a pretty sensible concept that just requires a little bit of effort and um, money and, and an interest in being involved in making something better. Is the is the just out of curiosity, is the filtration process or the, the way that, that you guys kind of clean the water? Is that expensive? Is that like a yeah, relatively expensive, yeah. not crazy. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that is just the regulatory reality of, yeah, of um, you know, bottled canned water. Um, you know, in some of the installations in, in folks' homes, both in Texas and in other places where it's a, a more common application, the filtration is significantly less than what we do mm -hmm. every day um, to sort of adhere to the standards and the the quality metrics that we have internally and that the the um, folks that regulate us, um, you know, want to see. So tell me, tell me more about your product line and kind of, you know, where it started and where it is now and what we can, you know, look coming down the pipe. Sure. So today we sell um, our sparkling water in 12 ounce glass bottles um, at the retailers that were found. So we're nationwide with Whole Foods. We're in HEB, Central mm -hmm. Market, Albertsons in Texas, um, some regions of Kroger, 
uh, fresh market. It's available on Amazon um, and, and should be available in in more more places um, throughout 2023 and beyond. Um, and so that in retail, it typically comes in a 12 pack of of sparkling water, uh, sparkling rainwater. And uh, we also sell our still water in aluminum cans, 16 ounce aluminum cans. Um, so we were one of the first companies to eliminate single use plastic bottles and uh, strive for a better answer from a sustainability perspective in terms of the packaging. So you should be able to find both of those uh, products today on the shelf at a lot of locations where listeners may, may be grocery shopping. Um, and yeah, I mean, water as an ingredient, water is the most consumed compound on the earth. So um, it's important on its own, but it's also a, a you know meaningful ingredient in all kinds of different things. Um, and so I think as you see us add more and more collection sites across the country, harvesting more and more rainwater, uh, it'll be natural for us to add other products to the to the line that will be powered by uh, water harvested uh, as rain. So um, more to come on that. Nothing imminent because we're. Um, fortunate to have a lot of interest in the sort of just the core SKUs that we're currently selling, but um, yeah. certainly an, an, an opportunity for Richards to take our ingredient that we're creating and turn it into other products for people. Cool, man. Well, let's talk about a little bit more about you and, you know, can you kind of told us a little bit of your background and how you started with, with Richards, but like what's your kind of like personal take on the health and wellness movement and, and where are you at personally in that? And, and how is your, you know, your career aligned with that in terms of what you guys are doing at Richards? Well, I have a two and a half year old daughter and an eight and a half month pregnant wife and a startup. So I would say, uh, <laughs> I recognize it, its importance and I've I can been there, feel, man. yeah, I can feel yeah. the days where I get up and get a workout in and start the day the right way. Uh, I've been impressed with all the influencers that are doing the cold baths and things yeah. like that. Robbie uh, does you know, that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm aware of it and it, uh, honestly, it just, it takes focus and planning and, um, and in some ways sacrifice just given the the commotion of the the environment that i described is yeah. my sort of day to day um but but i will say uh, i i can you definitely can feel um mentally and physically when you're on it and you take that time and you dedicate you know an hour for yourself during the day to make sure you're as healthy as you could be and you eat right and you drink lots of rainwater um you function better and it's just a matter of, you know, prioritization and and making sure it's part of the part of the process. Yeah. Are you guys kind of are you guys attached to any like health and wellness movements? Like, you know, we're we we're primarily in the alcohol free, you know, space. Um, but is there, is there anything you guys are kind of doing with that or anything you personally maybe? We uh we certainly um, try to get ingrained in those communities. I mean, um, like I said, we we have a pretty large portion of our business that are sold into bars, restaurants, and hotels, um, coffee shops. And one of the areas that, that we've tried to support where we can, but would love to support more if anybody listening has opportunities is, um, you know, particularly folks who've worked in hospitality and are making an effort to be able to do that, but do it without... Uh, you know, getting drunk all the time. So we, we try to be involved yeah. in those groups and, um, 
support that that initiative with um, people that are that have or are you know working in an area that we that we service as our business. And then I think the other one is uh, maybe just pretty obvious, but people aren't drinking enough water. Um, and so we'd like our products to be helpful to that reality, generally speaking. Um, and so I think, you know, that, that we're a water company, it's obviously good for us if people drink more Richard's rainwater, yeah. but, but we, we believe that it's a, a material ingredient to overall, uh, health. And so our goal is to, you know, make products that people like and that taste good and that are actually healthy so that they can drink more water and be be healthier. Yeah. So how big is the company right now? Tell me a little bit more about about the culture and kind of where you guys are, what the vision looks like for the future. And if there's anything around, you know, non-alcoholic beverages that, that could be in play there. I know you guys are doing some work with breweries. Do you have, um, I mean, are people using like your rainwater or your products to, to create, I mean, I know there's obviously ways to use it to make mocktails and, and non-alcoholic beverages like that, but do you see, you know, any room in the future for you all to move into like the NA beer space or, or like really market something as a true, like non-alcoholic beverage other than it just being, you know, water, rainwater? So we get approached all the time about yeah, people but... that want to make a special version of something they're making, but do it with um, with rainwater instead of whatever water they're using. And and those partnerships, I think, will become more possible for us as we get more and more collection sites. Right now, we just we bottle and can everything we're collecting into our our current um, formats, but. Um, whether it's a product that we create ourselves or a product that we partner with somebody who's already got a great brand and, you know, build a rainwater um, uh, ingredient into something that exists. I think you will see us do stuff like that over the next couple of years. Um, it's a great space. Um, it's a great space both for, you know, helping people, but um, some of those products are also really tasty and, and um, good things that we could, make money or at least support somebody else yeah. with a great mission, um, you know, to make their product even cleaner. And those kinds of companies remind me a lot of the breweries in terms of their interest in uh, and shared alignment around community and around, um, you know, higher quality products that are creative and interesting and, you know, both good for the planet and good for, for people. So I guess more to come in terms of what that will specifically look like, but I definitely think you could see us doing that. And then we, we do um, a lot of these uh, maybe not so much the non-alcoholic beers, but some of these um, like new age, um, um, what do you call them? Like Bo uh, botanicals, botanicals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're, you got it. Um, you know, you can buy like their, their uh, single serve skews, or you can buy their, like concentrates, yeah. right? And when you buy the concentrate, you very often mix it with uh, sparkling water to, you know, dilute um, the concentrate. So we've got some folks here in Austin that we've worked with and try, try to partner up on events and things like that, where it's a real natural alignment for exposing consumers to both of our products. And there's some great ones out there um, that, that, 
you know, fit really nicely with what we're doing. So tell us a little bit more about like your your own relationship with alcohol and how, you know, maybe Richard's played a role in that or has allowed you to kind of dial it back or what what's your what's your alcohol like consumption look like or relationship look like? Yeah, I mean, um I drink alcohol. Um but it's uh, helped me I think uh you know, both at um social gatherings, you know, have a drink yeah. and then have have some Richard's rainwater or you know, during the week, it provides uh, something that I drink all day, every day, and is a really nice alternative to the the evening whiskey or wine or beer. Yeah. Um, and uh, as I said, I mean, I I do consume alcohol. I I'm, I have not given it up. I, I've done things like um, Whole Thirty or uh, you know, dry this or dry that as a yeah. as a nice like break co- completely from consumption. Um, but but I am a, I guess, an alcohol user. I'm not sure yeah. if that's the right way to <laughs> yeah, des- yeah. describe it. Yeah. I have not given yeah. given it up in its entirety. Um, that's all right, man. It's just about you know being aware of of our relationship with it and and how it affects us. And yeah, I mean, you know, I think the biggest area that I see, I I got one of these aura rings. My wife got me one of them. Yeah, and um, it. it it's not, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't call it like the, the most data oriented health and wellness thing. It's not like giving me all the biometrics and things, but one thing it really does is it highlights how you slept. Um, and I I would say I can definitely see, you know, if, if you're going four five, six days in a row with zero alcohol, like the sleep score, shows you that it definitely affects your ability to get a great night's sleep, um, even a relatively little amount of alcohol. And so I think the combination of having something like Richard's, um, I make tea with Richard's rainwater at night. Um, that's something that, that I just have found is, um, kind of a nice alternative for me. Have you made any like non-alcoholic like mocktails or anything with Richards or the sparkling Richards yet? You, you know, I'm pretty simpleton when it comes to that. Yeah, I add yeah, some me, lemon me to it. Yeah, I add some lemon or some lime, like real lemon or real lime. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very unlikely to be like making a multi-ingredient herb infused uh product at night. I'm pretty straightforward. Yeah. I, and I just like the the unflavored variety enough that it it seems to to work for me pretty pretty well. What's the uh I don't know, you know, this may be a stupid question, but what what's your kind of pulse on the scene in Austin around like non-alcoholic stuff and and the health and wellness movement? Uh, what well one thing I can say is um some of these some of these non-alcoholic concepts in CPG have raised a lot of money and seem to be getting a ton of interest across mm-hmm. sort of the landscape. And so what that tells me without having seen tons of data or being able to speak super intelligently is usually when there's a bunch of interest from investors and money that um, folks are are putting to work, it means there's a real consumer interest in that. And they're seeing uh, trends across the country that suggest this is an area that people are moving towards and interested in and there's an opportunity to create better products and you know products that people love um so i think that's my like best sort of personal yeah um you know observation about the space down here in austin i mean we're a we're a college town built on hospitality uh you know 
I I am certain that the wellness movement is like alive and well. There's a great um, gym down here that we we partner with on on uh, a number of things called the Collective. That's like a social um, and wellness sort of concept all underneath one roof. Um, and the interest that they've generated and in, in creating a community around around that, you know, shows me that there's tons of people down here trying to be healthy and surround themselves with other folks that are that are trying to you know um, pursue those kinds of life decisions um but there is admittedly also just a th- yeah tons of alcohol yeah sure bar restaurant club high consumption uh places and there's definitely still some of that yeah we had chris from uh from sands bar on are you familiar with sands bar it's a it's a non-alcoholic bar in austin okay you guys should check that out and figure out a way to you know maybe get involved with get involved with them how do you view the alignment of like this movement away from alcohol and the increasing uh acceptance of like low dose thc and cbd and i've i've seen a number of those products starting to come into into Texas, like the yeah. Delta Eight. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we got it here too. Yeah, and I've seen um seen and read about some bars and concepts, sort of like the non-alcoholic bar you described, that are you know being considered in that area. Yeah. Like, is your is your view generally that that's healthy and good, or it depends on the person? So you know, I, I'm in recovery. I had a, I got a long history of addiction. So I, I'm a total abstinence guy. Like I don't mess with anything. But you know, from a health and wellness perspective, or even if you look at this like in the clinical world as a harm reduction, harm reduction thing or movement, um, you know. It, obviously, you know, or maybe not obviously, but alcohol is definitely worse for you than THC, but it really depends on the person, you know, and it depends on age of first consumption. So there's a, there's a lot of variables. I mean, and it, and it, you know, it depends on someone's personal relationship with it. Is Are they using it to self-medicate or are they using it, you know, recreationally? For me, I definitely think it's, 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 better than people going out to bars and getting hammered um but you know there there can also be some negative consequences to that too um you know i mean i i think there's plenty of room for people to have fun without any of that stuff if we gave ourselves space and opportunity to do that but it kind of sucks that you know we're pulling back on this this kind of like alcohol-based cultural trend and then THC's coming right up behind it to kind of fill in the gap or even, you know, I want to say ruin the opportunity for people to experience what it's like to not be on anything. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's, it's going to be the same thing. We're going to, there's going to be a big wave of people using THC and then, you know, the consequences of that will be as, as they are. And then people will take a more high level look or, you know, and they'll start seeing the patterns and, and then we'll adjust as a society, just like we're doing right now with alcohol. So, um, but I think we're, I think we're moving in the right direction. That's for sure. And then what about it? it, Like how, how could Richard show up best 
for people that are looking to abstain? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I uh, these are great questions, and I'm glad you're asking them. I think the best thing to do is just get involved in the health and wellness movement as much as possible, um, and you know, learn as much as you guys can about the about the culture of that in your own, in your own community first, and 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 start there, um, you know, and then and then kind of tailor products towards towards that movement, you know, and, and, and really get into the community and, and ask, um, you know, what, what they need, you know, or what they want to see and then kind of take that feedback and maybe make some products out of it. Yeah. I mean, the community around the folks that I know that are deeply ingrained in health and wellness is very consistent with the community that we want to build. And yeah, we're, we're in a unique position because as we get more and more of these sites up, we're going to be local to more and more places. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, so much of community in today's world is built online, um, which in, in my opinion has its own consequences or mm -hmm. realities to it. Um, and uh, I think we're missing coming out of COVID still really in a lot of ways, the human part of what community means and showing yep. up and being present and, um, and so our our opportunity is to partner in more locations than the average company can partner in by virtue of having physical home bases in lots of places. Yeah. And that that offers um, really good opportunities to show up when people are in need, um, primarily for us when there's a water related issue, which is happening more and more and more. We're having these water boils. We're having extreme weather events. We're having energy grid problems. Um, and we're having municipal water infrastructure challenges like Flint and Jackson, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so those are opportunities for us to, to, um, provide some relief and some help, but it's also, you know, yoga events and yeah. running clubs and yep. gyms and, you know, all kinds of, uh, things that we've participated in as, you know, sort of, um, brand activations, uh, here in Austin and in other places. And, uh, I probably need to attend a few more of them. I'm getting a little fat, um, myself, but, <laughs> yeah, but, um, me too. but yeah, but, uh, it's cool to see people doing that and just going to a park and finding a place to, 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 to be together with other folks and to do something healthy. And then, you know, um, I think it helps a lot, a lot of things, physical health, but also mental health for sure. Yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate you and appreciate you being here, man. And we always have, we kind of end typically with one question with all our guests. So I'm going to ask you, Taylor O'Neill, why do you care? Oof, man, I'm with my wife uh, about to have another one. I think a lot of my care revolves around the little people these days and um, trying to set a good example for my family, but also uh, be a part of communities and concepts and, uh, you know, uh, products and business that I can feel good about being part of. And um, that hopefully means we're, we're making progress in really important areas and uh, building a, a future that my kids will be able to thrive the way I feel like I've been afforded that opportunity. I've been fortunate to grow up in a great family and great community. And, um, you know, I think those, those things have shaped my life and hopefully we can continue to pass that, pass that on to 
people that are immediately close to us and in many ways you know everybody that you that you come in contact with is an opportunity to show up and and be be a good person so um certainly not perfect but it's pretty motivating when you got the little two and a half year old running around the way that they do and yep. and sharing their perspective on the world is um very innocent very authentic and a, a really good reminder of how we can treat treat people um every day yeah we gotta be good stewards for them no question that's that's beautiful man um well we appreciate you being here how can we find you guys we are on all the sort of social media platforms we've we've got a website you can actually buy the products off of um as i said sold in whole foods and heb and central market and albertson's and kroger in several regions and you should see us popping up in in more locations outside of texas um this year but We'd love to answer anybody's questions about what we're doing and how we're doing it, how it's different, better, special. Just get in touch with us on on our website or via the email or or any of our social channels, and somebody will get back to you back to you quickly and look for our products where you're where you're shopping. And we'd love to hear the feedback after people drink rainwater for the first time. It's always um, interesting and exciting to hear what people think. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are solely those of the host and guests and are not a substitute for medical advice. If you feel like you may need professional help, here are some resources. Visit Patrick Balsley's practice, saunacounseling.com, Robbie Shaw's practice, eventiderecovery.com, or visit theblanchardinstitute.com.